0: When we start trying to prioritize counterterrorism or intelligence investigations, we might want to make sure we get it right. Hi, this is Phil Gersky, President and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting in Russell, Canada. You're listening to Quick Hits. (laughs) This is a podcast I've been thinking an awful lot about for the past couple of weeks. And have uh, have been reluctant to record it because I wanted to make sure I had my thoughts in order before I did so. I'm under no illusion that uh, what I'm about to say is going to uh, upset some people. It's going to make some people angry. But I feel the time has come to weigh in on a subject that has been worrying me of late. And I think it needs to be addressed. It has to be addressed now. The subject in question is what to do with the current spate increase in what is called uh, right-wing terrorism, right-wing extremist violence, often abbreviated to RWE, and whether or not uh, our security, intelligence, and law enforcement services, especially in the West, should be focusing not exclusively, but predominantly on this particular aspect of the violent extremist spectrum, which of course includes all kinds of actors, ethno-nationalist actors as we see happening in India with Hindu extremists, of course Islamist extremists, which I've been focusing on a lot for the past 20 years, the possibility of a rise in left-wing extremism, i.e. environmental extremism at some point, and of course right-wing extremism. The, The straw that broke the camel's back if I can use that term for me, was a tweet I came across today. I will not mention the person who issued the tweet. I prefer to uh, retain that person's anonymity. This is somebody who I think is is quite knowledgeable uh, when it comes to terrorism. And yet this person tweeted that the far-right extremism movement, movements, phenomenon, whatever you want to call it, and I quote loosely, is on par with, if not worse than, the jihadis. This tweet was made on January the 24th or 23rd of 2021. Let's unpack that for a second, shall we? This tweet seems to suggest that the terrorist threat from far-right actors, which is a grab bag of white nationalists and white supremacists, neo-Nazis, some truly hateful people, some would throw the QAnon conspiracy people in there as well, is on par with, meaning it's equal to, or if not worse, greater than that from the threat posed by Islamist extremists. There's a couple things I need to comment on first. The situation in each country will vary. What is a threat in one country is certainly not the same as the threat in another country. For example, in the vast majority of countries in the world, there's no such thing as right-wing extremism. It's a Western phenomenon. If you look at what's happening in Afghanistan or Nigeria or Somali or Pakistan or Iraq or Syria or Yemen or the Sahel or Southeast Asia, there's no such thing as right-wing extremism. And if you follow me on Twitter, you'll, you'll know that I tweet quite often about attacks that are carried out by certain actors none of whom are right-wing extremists. It simply is a non-entity for three-quarters, four-fifths of the world's population. In other parts of the world, such as United States, such as United Kingdom, Germany, maybe to some extent my my own country of Canada, there is a right-wing extremism threat. Absolutely. And we have seen attacks by right-wing extremists, i.e. terrorist groups, Think of what happened on the Capitol on January 6th. There were some terrorist actors, albeit not everyone was a terrorist actor, but there certainly were some there. So that could be classified in part as a terrorist attack. The January 2017 siege at a mosque in Quebec City, in which six mosque-goers were killed by a right-wing extremist, was an act of terrorism, even if the perpetrator, Alexandre Bissonnette, was not charged with terrorism. He was charged with first-degree murder and convicted thereon. But to say that right-wing extremism is on a par or greater than the threat posed by jihadis simply flies in the face of data. You can have your own theories and your own speculation. You can't have your own data. And the simple fact is, and this fact is irrefutable, if you look at terrorism around the world over the past 20 years, the post-9-11 period, and you add up all the casualties, the deaths, the wounded, the numbers of attacks, you will find... That on a global scale, the vast majority of terrorist attacks were carried out by Islamist extremists. And the vast majority of casualties were caused by Islamist extremists. Oh, and by the way, the vast majority of victims of these attacks were Muslims. Carried out, killed by their so-called confreres, their fellow travelers, their co-believers in Islam people that see themselves as the only true Muslims. This is what terrorists call themselves and basically take it upon themselves to kill whomever they want. The vast majority of their victims in Afghanistan, in Pakistan, in in Syria, in in Iraq, uh, in Egypt, in Somalia, in Nigeria, in the Sahel, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. The vast majority of those victims are Muslim. So how is it that the right wing, which again is definitely a threat, more so in some countries than in others, a handful of countries. How is it that anyone can say these guys kill and maim on the same scale as Islamist extremists? The latest Global Terrorism Index 2020, for 2020, so looked at 2019, some 14,000 deaths, 13,900 plus of those deaths were caused by Islamist extremists. And the rest were carried out by a handful of actors, including 50 people killed in a mosque, in or two mosques rather, in New Zealand in Christchurch. Yes, carried out by right-wing extremists. But the numbers don't lie. The numbers are there. The question that I've been trying to answer is why? why. Why is this movement afoot now? Why are people saying these things? Why are they underestimating or poo-pooing or setting aside the attack from Islamist extremists? and parading, blowing their horns, and underscoring the threat from right-wing extremism. Well, part of it is what happened on January the 6th on on Capitol Hill, uh, which was an attack, a riot, an insurrection, a coup, a terrorist event, call it what you will, that was seen live around the world. A truly remarkable day in American history. Part of that has led to a bandwagon effect I've I've spoken of before. People jumping on the bandwagon, talking about all things right-wing extremism. And yet, if they turn their attention away from Washington, D.C., away from the United States, they'll see that on any given day in the rest of the world, there are orders of magnitude more people killed by Islamist terrorists than there are by the far right. Those are simple facts. What might be another reason? And here I'm going to be very speculative. This is why I have hesitated to say these things because I know it's going to rankle some people. I'm going to suggest very hesitantly that part of this movement to emphasize far-right extremism over Islamist extremism in spite of the facts and fa- flies in the face of facts may have something, and I stress may, I'm trying to be very wishy-washy here and I apologize, may have something to do with woke culture. You don't know what, what term I'm referring to. This is a, a philosophy, a worldview that's taken over much of the West in the past couple months and years there's been a backlash against anyone who talks about Islamist terrorism. People who do so are called Islamophobic. They're called anti-Muslim. They're called racist. They're called biased. And yet, no one seems to want to pay attention to the facts I already mentioned, that A, they are Islamist extremists are behind the vast majority of attacks, and the vast majority of victims are Muslims. So we have Muslims killing Muslims. No one seems to want to recognize that right now. I'm seeing op-ed pieces. I'm seeing editorials. I'm seeing coverage in major Canadian and American papers that seems to be weighed heavily on the side of covering right-wing extremism to the detriment of covering Islamist extremism. In other words, the vast majority of victims and attacks are being ignored to cover a much smaller set of facts. And this is not to dismiss the the threat from the far right. It is there. It is real. It's been there for 150 years. It's not going away. But to simply say that in 2021, the threat from right-wing extremism is on par with, if not greater than that of jihadis, is, is simply impossible to accept under any circumstance where you look at what's actually happening on the ground around the world. One last thing, and this is even more speculative in nature. I, I'm thinking, I'm probably pretty sure, that uh, some people in my former organizations, the Canadian Security Intelligence Service, or CSIS, and our sister service, our partner service, the RCMP, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, are doing investigations, more so on the far right, and kudos to them for doing that. As I mentioned on many occasions, when I worked in the security service up to 2015, we were not looking at the far right to the same extent we're looking at jihadis, and for good reason, and I don't want to go over those reasons again. My fear, my worry, and I have nothing to back this up, I'm just throwing it out there, is that given the atmosphere right now, especially with the current Canadian Liberal government, if there's some kind of subtle or less than subtle message being passed on that the security services should up resources, put them on the far right, take them away from Islamist extremism, I sure as hell hope that's not happening. And I sure as hell hope it's not happening to support this this so-called woke culture. Again, I have nothing to support this, this contention. I, I wish I did. I sincerely hope I'm wrong. I probably am wrong. I just wanted to throw it out there as a possibility. The bottom line is, is that as of 2021, there are multiple terrorist threats around the world. And we have to face all of them to the best of our ability with the resources that we have. Making up facts and taking resources away from things for not very good reasons is a shitty way of doing counterterrorism. And if we keep along this path, it's going to end up badly with more attacks and more people killed, more people wounded, and more f- families grieving. Let's do it all, all the above simultaneously, makes make sure our men and women are well equipped with resources and money and material to do counterterrorism work against all terrorist threats. Not just one that happens to be the soup du jour. Happens to be the, you know, you know, the flavor of the day when it comes to terrorism. Anyhow, that's what I think. wanted to let you know that uh, for today's podcast, I'm happy to name the Intelligence Assessments Branch, where I used to work at CSIS. Canadian Security Intelligence Service gave me this hockey jersey a couple of years ago. And as usual, I will end with my Hardy Boys Guide to Life. Or Pearls of Wisdom, and this comes from The Flickering Torch Mystery. God, you got to love the titles of Hardy Boys novels. An unexpected question can often trick, trick a suspect into revealing too much information. When I read that today, I immediately thought of uh, Black Widow from the Marvel series, who uh, was tricking a Russian that she was interrogating into, into giving more information than he wanted to. Speaking of which, if you want to find out more about Marvel and terrorism, stay tuned. Anyhow, that's what I think. What do you think? Is the focus on right-wing extremism justified to the detriment of looking at other forms of terrorism? Is this part of woke culture? Do you have any experience in there on I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me on Gmail, borealisrisk at gmail.com, or on Twitter at Saves. You can find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook. If you like this content and want to get more, go to my website, borealisthreateners.com. All the materials there. If you want to subscribe, hit the subscribe button. Give me your email address, and you will get early access to information, as well as unique information, including the Marvel series, where I look at Marvel movies uh, and how they treat terrorism and national security as seen to the eyes of a 30-year intelligence friendship. I'd love to hear from you soon. Please drop me a line. I'll talk to you again. Until then, stay safe.